Welcome to Advancing the Conversation with Dr. Christy Carnahan and Dr. Kate Doyle from the University of Cincinnati's Special Education Department. I'm Ashley Barla, your host. We started this podcast in an effort to have real conversations about the role of self-determination in all our lives, specifically in supporting people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. If you're a teacher, a person interested in becoming a teacher, a parent, a sibling, or a person with a disability, this podcast is for you. We hope you'll join us on this journey as we learn about the role of self-determination in our lives. Katie, why don't you start off by introducing yourself to us. Tell us about your work, what you do at the University of Cincinnati, what you like to research. Just give us a little bit of background. I am Katie Dart, and I am the director of our high school programming and advancement and transition services. So I work with all high school students ages 14 to 22 from our local collaborating districts. And in addition to that, I mentor our pre-service special education teachers, our communication science disorder teachers, and then I have a variety of student workers that come from all different pathways on campus. So the mentoring component is a big responsibility of mine and something I really, really greatly enjoy about my job. And tell us about the research that you're doing right now. Sure. So... The research varies day to day. It's kind of based on sometimes what I'm interested in or what the vision of ATS is at that moment. So currently we have like a heavy STEM emphasis. And then one of my passions, continued passions, is teaching self-determination skills to the students that we serve. So let's start there. Let's start with self-determination. Why don't you tell us in your words what self-determination means? What is self-determination per you? Sure. Okay, for me, this has evolved. It continuously evolves. So today, my current definition would be really having the essential skills to make educated choices for my life. And generally, generally speaking, those choices are beneficial to your life and really promote quality of life. So today that's my definition, but that kind of morphs throughout my self-determination exploration. Cause I, you know, the fun part is we kind of get to explore these, these ideas within ourselves through this process of teaching our students. Well, I think this has been an evolution. Like, why do you think that your definitions has changed over the last couple of years? I mean, I, I would, I think that's a loaded question. I think, one, I don't ever know that this was a priority to, or priority for not only myself, like in the lens I look at it now, but even in my own teaching practices. So I've been teaching for around, you know, 12 years, generally always transitioning students, and I wasn't teaching them these skills. Mm-hmm. I think that has been powerful for me to see how it's not only morphed my independent life, but also my professional life. And to see the significant impact it's had on my students in such a short period of time. So I think that 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 continues to kind of evolve, like within myself. Talk more about that, Katie. Like what the shift that you see in your students in such a short amount of time? Yeah. So, I mean, one of our primary focus, so when we we started this, right, we kind of took that self-determined learning model of instruction and began to implement it. We we didn't, you know, of course, didn't really know what we were doing. We knew that the 
evidence showed that the more self-determination skills our students have, that it does support post-school outcomes. But what does that mean for us, right? What does that really mean for a student I'm working with on a daily basis? And that is that has been kind of the, the art that we have learned. So, and, and primarily, you know, something unique about these is that we really serve a continuum of students and it's a, a continuum of ability levels. So what's been really unique for us is from the students that we know that have much more significant support needs that we want on campus, we want them being independent, we want them to have access to these community integrated experiences, they weren't receiving this instruction at in any capacity. And to watch these guys master these concepts and begin to make truly educated choices for themselves and articulating and communicating what they want and their needs has been a very unique experience. And, you know, our, our goal, right, is that we're able to take everything we've learned and then start expanding this into our local districts because it could really have an impact on many, many, many more students' lives. So I think for me, that has been just as a teacher, really, really fun to watch and powerful. And, and very, and again, you guys, you're going to have to stop me because, you know, I can sit down and I'll just talk about this for hours. But going back to that mentor piece is our pre-service teachers are then taking these experiences, experiences and then implementing this in their own classroom. And that, that has to be part of our mission and vision is that these things integrated into everyday services for our students with disabilities. Okay, so Katie, will you just talk a little bit about like, you said these skills several times. Can you just say like more specifically what some of those skills, because you alluded to some, but yeah. kind of directly what you think those are? Everything we do is rooted in student developed goals. So goal setting and self-monitoring skills are systematically taught to students starting from day one. That is an essential skill. And I'm not always seeing that happening. And there's really easy, simple ways that educators can implement that within their classroom. So goal setting, goal setting, self-monitoring, self-regulation, self-awareness, problem solving, critical thinking skills, choice making, even just basic choice making. These are the skills that we are working on with all of our students related to self-determination. I think something so important that you mentioned is the pre-service teacher work and how then they're learning to go teach self-determination. But how do you think the, pro the process of them teaching self-determination actually influences their own lives? Like how does it help them develop as a person? Well, that's actually where we begin. So unrelated to our students, we are teaching self-determination. It's, it's, it's a human thing, right? And I think that is the message we send from the very beginning is, this is within all of you. And just like myself, I never took the moment to really, I never took the time to really break it down. So that's what we're doing from day one with our pre-service teachers is what does self-determination mean to you? What do you already know about it? And maybe you, you weren't even sure that you knew, right? And how is that, like, tell your own story. So in like week one, most of the pre-service teachers are telling their own self-determination stories to our students. And I think by, by coming at it that way gives them a much deeper understanding of the concept and why they are so important. So as long as we, we start off that way, we are seeing that influence our student teacher practices, teaching practices, 
around these skills because the more they understand it within themselves, the easier, just like any concept, right? The easier it is to teach our students. Katie, I think something you're a master at is hearing student voice. And we know people with really complex communication needs, often their voice gets lost and you're really a champion of that. And I think you are so pivotal in that beginning of our work with pre-service teachers of saying your voice is so important and we value what matters to you and how you mentor these teachers and helping them understand that that is the same across, like you said, all humans, even those, even those with significant disability. So I just, I think you're really a champion of student voice. Do you have any suggestions on a, you know, for a parent or a school team, or how do we get people to hear the student voice of someone with a significant communication? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I think the number one rule should always be just don't give up. There's always a way. I say this to my student teachers a lot because we see this in our novice teachers. It's like the students kind of want to give up, right? And they're like, no, 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 right? We're going to dig deeper. We're going we're gonna to pull out every strategy. We're going to pull out all those tools that maybe you don't have, but I have, and I'm going to accept you. So, I mean, I think something within CEASE is from day one for our, especially for our students, that their primary communication mode is in their nonverbal, right? So we're presenting them with communication systems. So whether that be an AAC device, whether that be a choice board, and we're we're targeting choice making and helping them identify their own interests and preferences through, you know, concrete hands-on activities. I, I just we what we do really well in CEAT is to show our student teachers there is always a way, and we're going to keep trialing everything that we have till until we find something that works. So I, I hope I'm answering your question, but I think we have it's teaching student teachers that there is an abundance of resources. Sometimes you just have to give yourself the grace to know that it's going to take time, but you can't give up. You just have to dig deeper. So, you know, a lot of the times what we're using, I mean, these, these seem relatively simple, right? But we are talking to their the, the student's intervention specialist. We're gathering as much information as we can. We are calling parents, we're sending home surveys, we're looking at previous assessment data, we're looking at their past experiences, but we're teaching them how to put all of that information together to then figure out what's going to work well for that student. And sometimes, you know, th- those are skills that you learn over time, so they really get that robust experience. Katie, could you circle back and talk about the program, like what the program looks like? that involves the high school students and those pre-service teachers? Like if I'm looking at it from an outside lens, what's happening in that program? I think that's important for the visualization of this. Yeah. So for our high school students, this is a, we're going to call it a 13-week experience because we always have a makeup week, but the last week is really like, okay, all we got to know each other. Let's just have fun. But 12 weeks of self-determination, pre-employment, social skills instruction based on student, student developed goals. So throughout this 12-week experience, students have individualized internships on campus based on their preference, their interests, or just exploratory needs. In addition to that, students are being taught critical self-determination skills, developing their own goals, and then have tailored curriculum to help them develop plans and receive explicit instruction for them to reach their own individual goals. So it's a very, very individualized 12-week experience for our high school students. The partnership, right, is then 
we we pair our high school students with our, with our pre-service teachers. So usually every semester, we have about three to four special education teachers that are our, they're the backbone of our program, which is amazing. And I think one of the unique experience or one of the unique qualities about CEAT. So our student teachers are getting to know our students very deeply and they are developing and tailoring that curriculum to meet the student individual needs. And they're also doing that in partnership with lots of other student workers, which is another really robust characteristic of CEAT because we are then seeing all of these amazing UC students skills that maybe they would have never would have developed otherwise. And then they're taking those skills into their own profession. So, but I would say going back to like our student teachers are the backbone and this program would not be possible without them. And we try and make that very well known from day one that you guys, you're the ones making this happen. And that can be really powerful for us. Again, another unique characteristic is our pre-service teachers and our soon-to-be SLB, SLPs, our communication science disorder teachers, they are in a co-teaching model. So before they're ever getting out into their professional skills, they are developing curriculum together. They're developing support and strategies to help really create this individual, really awesome curriculum. And then they are co-teaching that. And we all know, I mean, as an intervention specialist myself, my SLP were my best friends. And I really, really needed them to be able to service my students the correct way. So for our teachers to have that experience and then have that communication science lens is also a really powerful aspect of the program. I mean, I'm going to be honest, and I've told Chrissy this before, when I came back full time, you know, Chrissy's like, hey, we're doing STEM. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means, you know? And I was like, okay, yeah, we'll get around to that. And then me and my nature, I'm like, you know what? Let's just dive into it. I don't know what we're going to learn. And it's been absolutely amazing. So we highlighted a summer program and it was called, oh gosh, Kate helped me, the C-STEM Access Program. We had about 10 students with an inclusive program, 10 students without, with and without disabilities on UC's campus. And they were exploring engineering and underwear, which this girl right here knows nothing about. But like always, my students were like, oh, I know Wayne and Katie. So we got to watch our students with varying needs. The more students who have very significant communication needs, you know, augmentative communication devices, just really be able to expand their knowledge of STEM-related concepts and be able to articulate that and show their peers and an amazing experience. We have continued that into the fall semester. We have students with really complex support needs that are being introduced to STEM concepts and throwing us away. So, I, I mean, this this is a much longer conversation, but I think what our team, you know, our aim and our mission is to say, our students can do this. They should be exposed to this curriculum and they should be exposed to these pathways and skills if they choose to do so. As we wrap up, I, I just this kind of come to this realization that the reason I adore Katie Dart so much is that she probably is one of the most self-determined people I know. Because working with Christy and probably myself at times is a tall order because we ask her to do a lot of things. And she never, she always comes up with a plan. I mean, she's like, yeah, 
I'm going to go to the engineering building and give a tour to all of these students, you know, and she never is afraid of anything right. at her and comes up with a plan and knows there's going to be barriers and where a lot of people, you know, just quietly quit or not do it. She is never that person. So yeah. I just kind of, never so thought of yeah, so I never really thought about day. it that way, but you are one of the most self-determined yeah. people I know. Katie, we like to end here with a little bit of fun. So we have a few fun questions. Can you hang with us for a few fun questions? Yep. Okay, the first one is, what are you watching right now? Well, I'm like that weird person that watches like random operations and like medical procedures. So what was I watching yesterday? I was watching like a foot operation. Katie, I never knew this about you. Oh, yeah. Like I'll watch open, I'll watch open heart surgery for like hours. So for some reason, I find it relaxing. It's very strange. That's what I'm watching. I'm afraid to ask, but what are you listening to right now? Yeah. So I have a long commute, which I love my job. So that doesn't even bother me anymore. So I'm listening to All Good People Here. It's written by Ashley Flowers and it's a, like a murder mystery. Okay. Well, Katie, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. We love you, Katie. You're awesome. Thank you. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us. If you are interested in learning about the University of Cincinnati's special education, undergraduate or graduate programs, please visit us at online.uc.edu backslash special education. If you are interested in learning more about our programs for young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, please visit ceh.uc.edu backslash A-T-S. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at advancetheconversation at uc.edu.